0: Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Please take your seat this morning in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bible stone with me, please, let's get right into it. Proverbs chapter 20, 27. Romans chapter 8, 14 to 16. Proverbs 20, 27. Romans 8, 14 to 16. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 20, 27. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 20, 27. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, lighting the inward parts of the belly. Let's go to Romans 8. I'm trying to read very fast now. Praise God. Romans 8, 14 to 16. Can we have the... KJV if you see me leaping something happened yesterday for as many as are led by the spirits of God they are the sons of God verse 15 for ye have not received the spirits of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirits of adoption whereby we cry Abba Abba praise God verse 16 is the Spirit itself or the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God? Somebody say Amen to that. Say so we say, I'm a child of God. Today we'll be talking about how to be led by the Spirit of God. Praise God. I want to take two stories. Um, the first one is from Ruth, chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 a lot of us will be familiar with the story Ruth chapter 1 glory to God thank you Jesus Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 please follow the story very carefully Says in the days when the judges ruled there was a famine in the land so a man from Bethlehem in Judah together with his wife and two sons went to live for a while in the country of Moab. So there was famine in this land in Bethlehem in Judah and this man, alright, went with his two sons and his, of course, his wives to live in a place for a while because there was famine in the land. The Bible says in verse 2, the man's name was Elimlech, his wife's name was Nahomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. So they went to live or to stay for a while at Moab. Now Elimlek, who is this man who went with his family, now Miss Osborne, died. She was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Opa and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Killian also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Praise God. All right, let's flip over or backwards to Genesis 26. Genesis 26. There will be a lot of Bible reading this morning. Genesis 26. Glory to God. Are you in church this morning? Genesis 26, we'll read from verse 1 to 6, and then from verse 12 to 14. So let's read from the screen. It says, and there was famine in the land. So in this story, what was similar? There was famine. Yeah. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went unto Ahimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar, verse 2. So he was going to go to a land called Gerah, right? Are you with me this morning? And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father verse 4 and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed verse 5 verse 5 verse 5 because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Verse six. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. God asked him to stay there. Let's flip over to um, verse twelve to fourteen. Verse twelve to fourteen. Glory to God. And Isaac sowed in that land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, and he went forward. And grew until he became very great. And the Philistines, for he had possessions of four flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. This year you'll be an envy of all. Thought you say, believing amen to that. Now, these are two stories in the Bible, two different stories of two different families or two different individuals, right? And you see, the outcome and the experience was different because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, there was farming in the land. So, one of them, a limlech, just thought the wise things to do or the wisest thing to do was to relocate from the land of famine, all right, to a land that looks like you know where something great was happening. Glory to God, and the Bible says tells us that because of that movement, it lost his two sons, yeah, lost his two sons. Sorry. He died. He lost his life. Yeah. And lost his two sons. Another story. (laughs) There was same famine in the land. And Isaac was going to go down to Gerar. But God appeared to him and said to him, Do not go down to Gerar. There's a place that I want you to be. You will stay in this place, and the Bible says when you obeyed God, he prospered. Why? He didn't prosper be- just because there was prosperity in the land, he prospered because God asked him to stay there. Are you with me this morning? Glory to God. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Can I have the TPT? Proverbs 14:12. Proverbs 14:12. Glory to God. Proverbs 12, he says, you can rationalize it all you want and justify the part of error you have chosen. But you will find out in the hand that you took the road to destruction. Be not told the part of destruction in the name of Jesus. But you say, Believing, amen to that. And this is one of the most important teaching that any believer should seek to understand. If you understand This particular topic, trust me, you are made for the rest of your life. Maritally, in fact, that's so important. Can I get an amen there? Maritally, spiritually, financially. Because people make decisions and then they lose money. Have you seen people who used to be wealthy? And just one investment decision, everything crashed. Can I get a week? Do you know people like that? Just one decision. How many of you have lost money before? And something was telling you. Can I get that? Something was telling you that if you put your money in this, thing, you are going to lose it. Something was telling you. Can I get... Come on, be proud of yourself. My friend assured me. My friend assured me. In Exodus 23, 20 to 23, I'm still laying the foundation. I've not even started preaching. Exodus 23, 20 to 23. If you understand this, all the areas of your life will be settled forever. Everything. Exodus 23, 20 to 23. Please, I'd like to go with KJV for today. Because this NIV. Sometimes. Say, behold, I send an angel before thee. Now, this angel is referring to the Holy Spirit. Because the A, you realize that it's capital A. So it's not small letter A. So it's capital A. I will send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Do you see that? So there is a prepared place for you. In this year, there is a prepared place. There is a blessing that has your name on it. There is a provision that has your name on it. So it says here, it says beware of him. The word beware there simply means be aware of him. So beware is from two words, be and aware. So the Bible says, be aware of him. I know many of us have been to areas. I don't know if it still exists now, but many years ago, it was it was almost, I mean, everywhere. Those that are rich. If you go to their house, they will tell you, beware of what? Beware of dogs. So they are telling you that, see, you cannot come in here anyhow. How many of you in your house used to have that, beware of dogs? When you see beware of dogs, you can tell that they have money, that they are rich. There's a level of prosperity that they have. It says, beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not. Does this sound like Ephesians? That says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. It says, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. So his name cannot be in an angel. Yeah. It says, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Verse twenty-three, verse twenty-three. For my angel, you see that again, shall go before thee and bring bring thee into the place that I have prepared for you. When I went ahead to mention those places, praise God. So the subject of how to be led by the Holy Spirit is so important. And the starting point of knowing how to be led by the Holy Spirit is to first of all, come to terms and understand that you are a spirit. You are a spirit. You are not your outward man alone. You are a spirit. Glory to God. Why are you a spirit? Because God, your Father is a spirit John 4 24 the Bible tells us that God is a spirit and he went on to say those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth but the first thing it says is that God is a so if God is a spirit and you are the son of God then what are you The Bible tells us that you are born of God. You emanate from God. Your origin, your source is God. So if God, your father, your source is a spirit, then what that means by implication is that you are a spirit. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. Genesis 1.26 says, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, so you were made in the image of God. In John chapter three, when Nicodemus came to that, I mean, he came to ask Jesus and all that. In verse six, the Bible says, it "says flesh gives birth to flesh." If you have the KJV, it says that. It says, "How you put it again?" my whatever spirit that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit Spirit but it says here, it says that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. so spirits are like that Spirit gives birth to spirits and flesh gives birth to flesh so, if God is a spirit, and you were born of God, what that means in essence is that you are a spirit. Look at your neighbor. I bought to him and tell them, you are a spirit. Glory to God. If I say, I am a spirit. So people are still afraid. Are, are they say, I am a spirit. Glory to God. So this is where the conversation begins. If you want to be led by the Spirit of God you must understand that you are a spirit that's the starting point you must settle this in your heart man is essentially a spirit he has a soul and he lives inside a body if you've been around church for a long time you you understand this man it's not new it should not be new to you man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives inside a body. So the real you is not your physical body. The real you is not your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. The real you is your spirit. Glory be to God. A glory be to God. In Romans 8.14, the Bible says as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God as many as are led. Now, the word sons there is so powerful. The word sons there is the Greek word h-u-i-o-s. And it means mature son. A son that has grown to a place where he can access his father's inheritance or wealth. So the Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the ones who are the sons of God. So, not every believer is a son of God. <laughs> all believers are children of God, but not all believers are sons of God. Now, this son here is not talking about a male version, is referring to people who have come to a place of maturity where they are led by the Spirit. So it says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. They are the hosts of God. They are the matured children of God. Glory to God. We have a lot of children but few sons. Glory to God. And that's why I want to talk about three ways that God does not want us to be led. Number one, is putting out a fleece, and I'll show you from the scripture. God does not want us to be led by putting out a fleece. What does that mean? When you put out a fleece, you say to God, God, if you want me to do so and so, let so and so happen. Now, as nice as that sounds. That is not the way God wants to lead us as his children in the New Testament so I want to show you that Genesis 24 Genesis 24 Genesis 24 are you with me this morning Genesis 24 glory to God glory to God Genesis 24 So one Abraham was now very old and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to his senior servants in his household, basically, he instructed his servant, the senior, most senior servant, to go and get his wife, sorry, his son, a wife, right? And then the man prayed a prayer, all right? And he said, he said in verse 12, he said in verse 12, then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, see... I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the town people are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink and she says, drink. I will I will and I will water your camels too. So the man said that, God, I want to pray a prayer. So the man put out a fleece, F L E E C E and he says, let it be that when, as I stand by this well alright, let it be that the woman that comes and I ask her, can I have water to drink? And he says, you can have water and I will also give water to your camel too let it be that that is the, the person you have chosen for Isaac and then that was exactly how it played out are you with me? And it so happened, all right, that the lady came to the well and then she came, from verse 19, the servant ordered from verse 17, pardon me, servant ordered to meet her and said, please give me a little water from your jar. And verse 18, she said, drink my Lord. She said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I will drop for the camels too somebody say confirmation confirmation but that's the confirmation correct? correct? I say correct it's the confirmation and it so happened that that was actually the person that God wanted for Isaac but trust me in the new testament in this current reality if you live your life like that you are in a mess because you need to understand that there are coincidences in life and then you talk to people and then you thought that you found the babe and the Lord spoke to you and all that and then she comes out from the bus, you see and you say, no this can't be God so you cannot live your life putting out a fleece, glory to God judges I'm teaching this morning, amen. Is that okay? Judges chapter 6. Let me show you another example. I'm still laying the foundation. Praise God. Judges chapter 6. I mean, God told me to stay on this. This is going to be some people's breakthrough this year. So I'm not going to rush it. Praise God. Judges 6. We're going to do this for the next one month. Because people need to get direction. A lot of people are confused making wrong decisions and all, and then, I mean, sabotaging their own lives. Judges 6, 36 to 40. Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said and what, and that is what happened Gideon rose early the next day he squeezed the fleece and wrung out of the dew a bowl full of water then Gideon said to God you don't be hungry with me and, and that was exactly how it played out are you with me this morning so he put out a fleece but you see in the new testament God does not want us to be putting out fleece every time don't tell me you've not done this before how many of you you've done you've done this recently, Lord? If you want me to get that job, if you want me to get that job, let them do this. If you want me to marry that lady, when I see her, let her smile, and then you, you see her and she truly smiles, but she's not the one. So you cannot live your life if you want me to take that that if you want me if you don't want to take that job, let them reject me. I mean, if they reject me, I will know that the job is not for me. And then you get them and they say, we like you so much. We would like to hire you. We've been praying for somebody like you. And then you say, wow. And you say, God, then you're not confused. You say, God, what do I do? Glory to God. You say, glory to God. So as nice as putting out a flea sounds, that is not the way God wants to lead us in the new just, can I get an amen to that? As many as are led by the Spirit. Not as many as, as are led by fleas. A lot of believers do this, but the reality is that this can cost you your destiny. Do you know how many coincidences we have in this life? And you cannot take coincidences and base your decision that would affect your life and destiny on it. Are you with me this morning? Number two, how God does not want us to be led in the New New Testament. Number two, prophets. Prophets. Now you have to listen to me very well. Prophets. In Amos 3, 7, Amos 3, 7, the Bible tells us In Amos 3 7, that God will not do anything without first of all revealing it to his prophet. Now, watch this. This was the Old Testament. All right? People did not have access to God. So, anytime people want to talk to God, they will say what they want to say to God. They will say it to a prophet, all right, or the high priest, and then the prophet would take what they have said and take it to God. And God will speak to the prophet because God was the one who established that structure. He put that system in place. So God will speak to the prophet and then... The prophet will take what God has said and say to the people, Glory to God. And that is the word of God to them. But that was in the Old Testament. Glory to God. So in the New Testament, God does not want you to be dependent on prophets to be led. That is why, if you're here, you are still taking names to people to help you check, you are not working in line with the will of God for your life as far as the New Testament is concerned. Like to an amen to that, and don't tell me you still don't do that, and don't tell me your parents don't do that, because as pastor as I am. And I was going to get married. My mom, I gave her the name. said, bring the name and all that. Me that I've known that I'm a fine wife. She got the name. And then she said she was going to go and pray over it. And then she comes back and says, they've checked it. They said, it's good. I said before, I it's good. Have you not noticed that the lines are the same? Have you noticed that the lines are the same? It's always about fair ladies. Have you not noticed? Have you not noticed that the lines are the same? I say, Oh, she's fair, or the mind will not be good, it will be good, though, and then it's not be good again. Talk to me, talk to me, guys. Where you went to, what did they tell you? Talk to me, glory to God. So, God does not now don't get me wrong, God speaks to prophets, that's so important. But you see, in the new testament. The way God wants you to be led is not necessarily or primarily by a prophet. Glory be to God. Say Glory be to God. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that we all have access. So, every one of us in the New Testament, we have access to God. Glory to God. It says, For he himself is our peace. I want the KJV. He himself is our peace who had made it to one and has destroyed the wall of perdition. Glory to God. Glory to God. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. For he's our peace. It says, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, containing the ordinances for to make himself of twine of one new man so making peace verse 18 verse 18 let's go to verse 18 it says and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by cross having slain verse 18 yes for through him we both have by one spirit unto the father did you see that did you see that it Says, true Christ we have access So in the New Testament, every child of God has access. You don't need any prophet to go and seek God on your behalf. You can get what God is saying because all of us in the New Testament, we have access. So everyone in the New Testament can hear God and be led by the Spirit. The reason a lot of believers rely on being led by prophets is because they don't want to do the work of seeking the face of God to get direction for their lives. They want to abdicate and outsource hearing God to a prophet. They want to outsource it. Meanwhile, the way God designed the New Testament is that everyone knows God and hears God for themselves without the aid of a prophet. Glory be to God. A glory be to God. In the New Testament, I was telling one of my sons this morning who is a prophet and I believe so much in his ministry. But I'm saying this, teaching this this morning for us to have this understanding. I said to him and of course I'll say it to us again, in the New Testament, the role of a prophet is confirmatory and not directional. The role of a prophet in the new testament is confirmatory and not directional so prophets are not meant to direct you oh go and do this they're supposed to confirm what god is saying to you or what god has said to you. you can't get an amen to that but the reason why a lot of people or the reason a lot of people are waiting on prophets is because they don't want to do the work of staying in the place of prayer of staying in the place of the world to get what the Lord is saying to them concerning their lives. Glory be to God. So we have access. Praise God. Say, I have access. Say, say I have access. Glory to God. Let me just say this here about going to mountains. You see, what it is that a lot of people don't understand about mountains is that mountain does not make you closer to God. Because that's number three. A lot of people that believe that until they go to the mountain, they cannot hear God. Now, what mountain does, I have sons here and they go to the mountain, praise God, and I have no problem with that, amen. But what the mountain experience does is that it helps you to avoid distraction. But you see, the speaking is not necessarily because you went to the mountain, glory to God. It's not the eyes that determines that God will speak to you. Are you with me this morning? are you with me this morning? Glory to God. So, what happens, all right, is that you position yourself, you position your spirit to hear God. Glory to God. In fact, you can go to the mountain and live worse than you went. In fact, there are people they have slept with on the mountain, they went to pray, and then the prophets was moved, not by the spirit his spirit moved him, are you with me? yes flesh moved him, glory to God say glory to God so the posture of your heart, do you know that each time we come to church we have come to a mountain the Bible says that we are not going to look for mountains that can be touched with hands can be burnt down with fire, say, but we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Glory to God! Say glory to God! So, anytime we come to church, it's a mountain experience, as we had now. We are on the mountain. Glory to God! say glory to God! But of course, you can go to the mountain. You know there are people bigger us. They go to Redemption Camp. Their prayers will not be here, Do you know that? mean where did we get that from i'm not disputing the, the 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 fact that there's power in a place but you see you cannot say that until you visit a place before your prayers will be answered god is not an unfair god glory to god the bible says he's rich unto all that call on his name god is not a respecter of location glory to god I mean, I have great regard for Pastor Yadeboi, but sometimes we idolize some of these things. And it is contrary to the will of God. It is contrary to the word of God. Glory to God. Are you with me this morning? Praise God. So it is therefore not so much of the physical mountain, rather it is the posture of your heart and your spirit. So meaning that if you go to a mountain... And you don't position your heart right before God. You don't set yourself like you're on a rampant or on a tower. You will not hear from God. Praise God. I said, praise God. In John 4. Let's read John 4. John 4 from verse 21. John 4 from verse 21. Jesus declared. KJV please. KJV please. Glory be to God. Jesus said unto the woman, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what, but we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. So in three, but the hour cometh and now is. And the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit. You know, you can be in Sherat and it's a mountain. Do you know that? You can be in your house and it's a mountain. In fact you can be eating in a canteen and it's a mountain. But the reason we go to those places, don't get me wrong, don't get me it's not wrong for us to go to a mountain, but you see, you cannot say that it is because you went to the mountain that you were able to hear God. God can speak to you anywhere you are glory to God. Say glory to God. Thank you Jesus. Are you getting blessed this morning? Praise God. Our God does not want us to be led. Number three is true dreams. True dreams. True dreams. Dreams can be a very powerful tool because they are revelatory. But you see, that is not how God wants us to be led. That is not the primary way that God wants us to be led in the New Testament I'm going to say if this is about dreams right now you know there are people who believe their dreams one at the word of God if you have a wife and then she doesn't dream if you have a wife and then she doesn't dream women they dream a lot they dream a lot all the men can and hey ah you will hear dreams you know we, when God reveals something when go, anything God reveals is because you can do something about it Deuteronomy 29.29 29 says that the secret things belongs to God but the things that are revealed Belongs to us and to our children. Do you know how many times people have dreamed that I, I had car accident and died? Do you know how many times I saw a dream? I saw, I said, I. People can dream. But you see, you cannot idolize your dream. Everything that we see from the Word of God, all right, supersedes whatever dream that we have the Bible says prove all things so you prove all things by the word of God, 1 Thessalonians five twenty-one. prove all things so whatever it is I mean I was really again, book and he was saying that he had a dream that he was going to die and all that but that is not in line with God's word because the word of God says that with long life I will so if, the, if you cannot find it in the word of God discard it, I'll get an amen to that Glory to God. Say glory to God. So if you had the dream that your car maybe had an accident, you like they will say that your enemy's car. It's not your enemy. You, you had a dream your car had an accident. It's not your enemy's car. Your car is your car. My enemy has an edict. You are the one that have the headache, not your enemy. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Because sometimes, ah, you know, our religious mind will not help us sometimes let's just say that my enemy failed the exam your enemy does not write exam he does not write exam <laughs> let's assume that about, my enemy's car your enemy does not drive a Toyota Corolla he doesn't glory to God say glory to God so how did I get here dreams yeah so you see everything that you experience must line up with the word of God so you cannot just say oh you know I I had a dream sometimes you have something you're going for and then you have a dream that you take authority in the name of Jesus I take authority over that false spirit that spirit of you take authority over that spirit Glory be to God. Say, Glory be to God. So you know that you are not led by your dreams. You are not led by your dreams. You are primarily led by the Word of God. Everything must line up, must be under subjection through the Word of God. Glory to God. Say, Glory to God. You had the dream that you lost your child. Declare it. The Bible says, I will not cast my young in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, out of the ones that you have given me, my children, they are for signs and for wonders. I will not bury my child. The Bible declares it that with long life, it will satisfy me and show me salvation. So you cannot wake up. Glory to God. Say, Glory to God. You must let you take authority. Take authority over those things glory to god Say glory to god i had a dream that my marriage collapsed i had a dream that i would not have a child i had a dream you cannot live your life by the dream in you know, a lot of people have more regard for the devil than for god so the devil, you know, there's, there's a way people magnify what the devil told them. The devil told me that I will not make it. What did God tell you? It's a question. Ah, the devil said to me that I will not make it in life. What did God tell you? He told you that the plans he has for you are plans of good. So sometimes we magnify <laughs> what the devil told us. Ah, the devil told me I'm not going to make it. told me that I will die. You begin telling people what the devil told you how about you telling them what the word of God says what God has told you from his word glory to God glory to God you know there are voices that tell people that they will be poor you know there are voices that tell people like that that they will be poor question what does God tell you about your prosperity he says you would abound in all things says all things are yours says your God will supply all your needs glory to God I cannot feel because God's word says I cannot feel. Glory to God! Can I get an amen to that? Praise God! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now understand that—that's the way that God works. You place His word high above your experiences. Let God be true and all men liar. Romans three four. So you understand that. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Say glory to God. Now, this is so important. God can lead through fleece. But you cannot be putting your life based on fleece. At some level in your work with God, God can have mercy on you and lead you that way. But you see, if you are one month old in Christ, you cannot be praying that God, let it be that yes, if, any, if I'm going to work, if you don't want to go for that interview, let the Okada, that will be good. Let it splash water on me so I can go back home and be late and not make it. You can't be living your life like that. Glory to God. Say glory to God. God does lead by prophets, but that is not the primary way God leads. Do you get my my drift? God speaks of mountains. In fact, Jesus went to a mountain to pray. But the Bible says that it was because of the solitary nature of the place. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Are you in church this morning? So God can speak to you through dreams. How many of you here, you hardly dream? But when you dream, you know that there must be something about it. I'm like that. When we we're going to start grace. maid it was a dream I had. When God had been talking to me. I saw a dream. I Had a dream. I saw a big boy. I mean, I don't want to go into all that. Then my wife said, "Oh, she, she she felt that too, that." And we began to pray about it because everything can be subjected to the word of God, and that's why it's so important that you are a student of the word, glory to God, so that you will not be tossed to and fro. Praise God. So, how does God lead? How does God lead us? How does the spirit of God lead us? Number one, it leads us through simple wisdom. God gave us a mind and a brain so we don't have to stress him and pray about everything. You have a relationship and then the guy you know you're dating him he slapped you the the first day the second day he slapped you the third day and you are praying God is it your will for me to marry him marry him so he can kill you once and for all is it your will right you have a job and then, you know, your boss, you know, insults you, tells you how useless you are, he tells you, it, I mean, he says all kinds of things to you, and you come, you ask and say, should I? Or you are on the job and then they, they've not paid, the last time they paid you was six months ago and you are praying, Lord, do you want me to leave the job? Be there. Be there. Be there. Be there. When poverty and hunger get a hold of you you will hear the voice of God that he, has, he has said since glory to God say glory to God say glory to God you have a car the car is beginning to drive you see there are levels you can drive, you drive cars and then sometimes cars drive, cars drive people and I say Lord should I sell this car Glory to God. So there are some things that are just common wisdom. You've been on a job for five years; is the same pay. Should you leave the job? I'm asking you. Do you need to go and pray about that? You don't even need to. You don't even need to. In fact, a year, two years, is even a lot. Except God has specifically told you to stay on that job. He must ask you to say the amen. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Let me give you a very practical example. Are you with me this morning? Are you here? Let me hear an amen. When we we're going to move to Lagos, it wasn't that God, we moved, I mean, this January would make the eighth year that we moved to Lagos. People think that we will been in Lagos all our lives. No. You know, when we we're going to move to Lagos, you know my wife and I my wife and I used to, when we got married she was on you know on the show and all a few of us know the show and then you know we were not always together i mean sometimes in a week or in a month we can see twice you can see like twice or three times in a month because she was in lagos and i was in ibadan as a pastor and then we began to have conversations, and then I would drive, and look at my itinerary. I would come to Lagos, I would pick them, right? And then we'll, I will take them to Ibadan. And then I will bring them back to Lagos after two days, and I will drive back to Ibadan. So I was doing that consistently. For how many, how many months or years? Like about five months. And I was doing that. And then we began to have conversation. I said, "See, I can do ministry anywhere, so I, I had to seek for a transfer because he was a young. Imagine that you just got. Imagine that you just got married, Jerry. Imagine that you just got married, and then you cannot spend quality time with the wife of your youth, and then you can actually move to Lagos. All right." You cannot be asking questions. Sometimes it's simple wisdom and then we have the direction we are praying to God for. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? Are you getting what I'm saying to you? Glory to God. So sometimes it's simple wisdom. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. He didn't say don't use your understanding. What he says is don't lean on it yeah so sometimes all you need to do is just to use your understanding and boom you have the direction that you are seeking God for glory to God Say glory to God sometimes we make this thing about hearing God or being heard by the spirit very difficult and complicated meanwhile it's not you see some of you here God speaks to you, but you just don't pay attention. You are not aware of Him. So you call that Holy Spirit something. And something told me, oh, that something is the voice of God. And something told me, something told me that I shouldn't take that job. Something, see, the pain of regrets is deeper. And something told me, oh, not to date that guy. And something told me, oh, not to take that job. In fact, you want to enter a bus, that's something told you, to don't enter. Don't. That's something Sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit leading you. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit leads us through simple wisdom. This is that year you will hear God so clearly and obey his instructions in Jesus' precious name. I have seven ways that God leads us here by his spirit. But I'll just share one because of time. We'll continue next week and in subsequent weeks. The primary way that God leads us is through the inward witness. If you are destroyed right now, please listen to this very well. This is the primary way God leads us as his children in the New Testament. When God wants you to go in a certain direction, there will be what is called a witness in your spirit. And what that witness does is that that witness produces peace in your heart. Can I get an amen to that? So, when that witness produces peace in your heart, then you know that God is 99% leading you in that direction. So the peace you feel in you means that there is no barrier in the spirit and it means that you can go ahead and do that thing. Don't do anything you don't have peace about. When you don't have peace about something, God may be telling you not to go ahead with that thing or not to do it at that time. So you must understand that the peace of God is so important. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 14.3 The Bible tells us that God is not an author of confusion, but of peace. So the God you and I serve is a God of peace. So when he wants you to go in a certain direction, all right, the peace that's inward witness in your heart will produce peace in your heart. So there are two people that are asking you how, but there's this guy that you really like, and then each time you think about him, you lose your peace. You cannot sleep. Praise God. Say, praise God. And let me say this here. If you have somebody that you are dating, and then you say, I love you, I can't breathe. It's asthma you have, not love. The kind of love that will not make you breathe. I don't understand. I don't know what that kind of love is. That Anytime you see them, you are confused. You are, no, you are not thinking straight again. I don't know. I don't understand that kind of love. <clears throat> glory to God. Well, we're going to be having a special Valentine's service, you know, February nineteenth. Uh, glory to God. So the inward witness God is not an author of confusion. If you don't feel peace about it, don't do it. No matter how juicy it looks. A lot of people have cut short their destinies just because they do something out of this is the way. This is it. This is the way everybody is going. How will it sound if I don't do this? How will it sound? What will people say? (laughs) They've known us together for five years. I cannot just break our heart like that. I cannot just break his heart like that. We have been dating for a long time. But each time you see him, each time you think about the marriage, you lose your peace. Don't do anything you don't have peace about. See, what we say, neighbor, do not do anything you don't have peace about. So, the spirit of God will be there will be the witness in your spirit. So, the next time you're praying about something or you want to go in a certain direction, you put it in your spirit. And that's why it's so important to be able to pray in tongues. The more you pray in tongues, the more the will of God rise up in your spirit. And then it dominates your thinking. For example, now, if you're praying for a job now, maybe you have one with Chevron. Amen? Amen? Maybe you have one in Chevron. Or you have one with Total. Your man is not convincing. Or you have one in Microsoft. Woo! Glory! And God says, don't go for that one at Chevron. The moment you. St- Somebody like, Pastor, please. All that you've been saying, we agree. All that you have said up until now. But this one. You have a job. If you are watching online, listen to me. You have a job. Two job opportunities. There's one with Google. Amen. There's one with Google. And there's one with There's one with Google and there's one with Ilesomi Enterprises. And then as you begin to pray, the more you pray in your heart, the more you don't feel peace about the one for Microsoft. Hmm, I'm touching something. Listen to this. Listen to this. You know that in the Bible, Lot was presented with two opportunities. And the Bible tells us that there was a land that was flowing with all good things. The Bible says that when he saw it, you can help me get it, it was well watered. It was so good. I mean, Sodom was just like the perfect will of God for a child of God. And then Abraham who had worked with God, understood that, because the Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof leads to destruction. Are you with me? Everything good is not always the will of God. Every, the fact that it is good and God wants you to have a good life does not mean that it is the will of God for your life. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. How I many of you pray about buying a car? You pray about it. You, pray about, you must pray about it. What kind of car do you want me to drive? Glory to God. Say, glory to God. May you not have a car that will drive you. If you have such car, may God deliver you from them. Let your amen sound like thunder. Glory to God. And then he went ahead. And then you have those two options. And then you are praying. And then, if you think about Microsoft, there's just this unrest that you have in your spirit. And then you think about this other company, and then you just feel peace. Which one is God asking you to go for from this teaching? The other one. Some of you, you there's nothing Pastor will preach. There's nothing. There's nothing Pastor will preach. Inner peace. Pastor, let me get it first. I will... Would, what, we would, what we say now is that when that time, when the bridge, what do we, how do we say that thing? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Don't. It's not all bridges that you're able to cross. There are some bridges that, <laughs> like Stanford Bridge, I'm telling you. Bridge. Listen to me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. God wants to lead you. And God is interested in every aspect of your life. That was why he says, in all your ways. There are people that, they can acknowledge God. In business. In ministry. See that marriage. God, I, I, I got this. You will... You got it. You will get out. Some people is just the marriage. They are submitted to God. Lead me out of your way. But their are money. They are money. Ha are <laughs> Ha. God. <laughs> you are t- so you So you, you, you have it, right? You have it figured out. How many of you, you have people that you, you know that this thing is going to fail? And they tell you, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Are, they are entering the ditch. They are telling you that uh, I know what I'm doing. There are some people that you need to slap. I'm serious. If you love them, there are people that you need to slap. Literally. Say, oh, Nico Bami. So we say, I'm led by the Spirit. Say, I'm led by the Spirit. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the sea waters. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou hast with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. So surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. In Jesus' name. Shout the loudest. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show Shemu our podcast like, and share as well. You can also find Pastor Sheung on Instagram at Sheung Ushibeson or at GracemadeNG.